0: Welcome to today's episode of The Shift, a place where remnants are empowered to shift our culture under the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. A remnant is a small remaining quantity of something. God is searching for his remaining anointed remnants, remnants committed to pursuing his will, no matter the cost. Join us as God gathers his people to shift our spheres of influence to spark a revival, one remnant at a time. Hello, this is your host, Catron Valencia. Today's episode is on Stewarding Your Miracle. I wanted to share um, this last month in April of 2019, I was given the opportunity and the privilege to teach uh, at our women's Bible study. And the topic that the Lord led me to was talking about miracles. And It was just such an incredible month, and I want to share a little bit about some of the things that the classes went over, Um, and I pray it blesses your life. So we started out, and I was just talking about how we pray for miracles, and some of us have been waiting and waiting and waiting and asking the Lord for certain miracles for years, um, years and years and years, and we're praying, we're reading our word, and I really challenge the women, and I challenge you to take it to another level meaning fasting and so I talked to the women the very first class about fasting and the importance of fasting and how when we fast we bring our conversations with the Lord to a higher level it's almost like you're shutting out all of your flesh and you're denying something in yourself and you're getting closer to the Lord and you can hear his voice in such a powerful and clear way when you fast. And so the entire month of April, I fasted and fasting's a personal thing. So you know, some people can't fast food because of health reasons. And so just really encourage people to fast whatever the Lord was leading them. And during that month, God just spoke to me at such a personal level. And it was just a beautiful thing. And so the last class um, is which is what I'm going to share with you today was entitled Stewarding Your Miracle. And before I get into that, there were four things that I sensed that was going on during that whole month when all of us were pressing in together, we were fasting, we were praying, we were expecting and believing God to do amazing miracles. And some people received their miracle that month, this past month in April. I mean, we had one woman that during the prayer service, God just healed her back, just straightened her back out. It was amazing. Women in their marriages, they were praying for restoration in their marriages and not to just coexist, but to really be have intimate relationships emotionally and physically in their marriages. And God restored marriages. God did financial blessings, people that were sharing just how they were just able to pay off some debt and had unexpected income during the month. Emotional healing, drug addiction, just amazing, amazing testimonies that were coming out. And so some people received their miracle this past month. Some received miracles. what I what I asked people to do was write their miracle down and to put it down on paper. There's just something so powerful when we believe and we expect and we put things down in writing. And then when God answers it, we're able to go back to that and just celebrate and like almost put a check mark, like, check God, you did that. You showed off. And so the women were able to um, put that prayer in the middle, of a prayer circle during one of our one of our sessions together, one of our times together. And miraculously, God did things that were on that list this month. And so people were able to really just give God glory for what was on that list. And some people received miracles during the month that weren't even on their list. So like unexpected miracles like, oh, yeah, I didn't put that down, but I really did need that thank you, God. Um, he knows the things we ask for and even the things that are hidden that we don't necessarily bring to him. And so somebody just came and shared with me something that wasn't even on their list that God did for them. And that was just such a sweet kiss from heaven. And then some people didn't receive their miracles during the month and they're still waiting. And then the fourth group that I really felt pressed with was some people not only didn't receive their miracle during the month, but things actually in the natural got worse. And so here you had women and families that were praying for a miracle and that were praying and fasting. And not only did it not happen, but things got worse. Somebody in our class literally came to me before class and was like, my husband's at home because we have a hole in our roof. People were hospitalized that were in our group. Uh, One woman ended up in the hospital. Some women um, got a diagnosis from a doctor. Uh, one of our leaders, our main leaders, her husband had a heart attack and ended. He ended up in the hospital, and as I speak, even right now, he's in. He went back into the hospital, and so sometimes when we're praying for miracles and in the physical things, things get worse, and so I just to those, I just want to speak some encouragement to you. Um, a couple things that first of all. God reigns and he's sovereign and our ways are not his ways and that we need to trust in his sovereignty, even when it hurts, even when things don't make sense. And it's just all, everything around us is, is, is going chaos. His ways are a mystery. Okay. And so just remember during this time when things may be worse, or you may still be waiting on that miracle that God reigns and he is sovereign. And then second, remember his timing is perfect. That time to, to God is, is not how we think of it. And so a second to him is a thousand years. And so he is the redeemer of time. He knows the right time and just trust in his timing that it's perfect. And then also, I just wanted to encourage you that sometimes when you see everybody else around you receiving a miracle and you've been praying, you can just start thinking like, well, God, what's wrong with me? What am I not doing right? I just wanna encourage you that you're not being punished, that you're not being overlooked. That, that his timing is perfect and that some miracles um, may not be realized until the other side of heaven and that his timing again is perfect. And so just trusting in his sovereignty, trusting it that he reigns, trusting his timing is perfect, trusting that you're not being punished. You're not being overlooked. And then also just remember to not worship the miracle, worship the miracle worker. We can make a miracle an idol. We can want something so bad that we put it even ahead of God. And so anything that you put before God is an idol. And so just just be cognizant of that. And as I was praying for those who things have gotten worse, these two scriptures came to me, and I want to share them with you. Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18 says this. Though the fig tree should not blossom, and there be no fruit on the vines, though the yield of the olive should fail, and the fields produce no food, though the flock should be cut off from the fold, and there are no cattle in the stalls. Yet. And I love that word because if you, if you read, if you look at that description, it's like barren. There's nothing. It's You look around and everything around you, there's no blossoms on the fig trees. There's no fruit on the vine. The olives aren't yielding anything. There's no cattle in the stalls. And then, and then the word says yet. I will exult in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and He has my feet like the hind's feet, which is a deer, and makes me walk on high places. And so I just encourage you that even though in the natural things look barren and things look like they're getting worse. Exalt the Lord and have your joy and your strength in the Lord Um, and don't look at your your the things around you physically. And this is this is hard. This is that's that's a, a mark of maturity is that when all hell breaks loose, that you're able to just worship the Lord and have joy and just trust in the Lord. Psalms 31, seven says this, I will rejoice and be glad in your loving kindness, because you have seen my affliction. You have known the troubles of my soul. Be encouraged today. He sees your affliction. He knows the trouble of your soul. And so just have have a joy and a peace knowing that that that, you know, we wish we had this instant thing that we could just bam and a miracle would happen. But he sees your affliction. He's concerned about your trouble and nothing is too small for him. So just continue, continue to press in, continue to fast, continue, continue. And so now I wanted to just share um, the last class of what we talked about of stewarding your miracle. So again, some people have miracles in their marriage. Some people had financial miracles, physical healings for themselves, or maybe someone that they were praying for. People were delivered from anxiety, depression, worry, bitterness, and fear. We had prodigals that returned. People had miracles on their job, restored relationships, unexpected blessings, new pregnancies and families, and addictions healed. And some people made it through the month, and that was a miracle in itself, just holding on a, a good friend of ours at our church their daughter um, committed suicide a couple a month and a half ago and the fact that they even were able to hold on during this month is a miracle and so you know just how do we steward that how do we steward our miracles and how do we stay in a place of strength when we're when we're in that place where God answers a miracle and I want to share seven steps and seven things to help you steward your miracle And so the first one, is to stand firm, to not waver. When you when God heals you and God or God gives you a miracle, whatever the miracle may be, you're in a firm place. You're in a place of stability because something tremendous just happened and and it's like you're so overcome and so grateful and you're in a place of strength. And so I would encourage you that the further you get away from your miracle, that moment when that miracle happened, that you stand firm on that truth. You stand firm on the truth of that miracle. And Galatians 5.1 says this, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Stand firm. Don't submit again to that yoke. And so when you're when you're tempted to go back to the, the old way, or tempted to have those old thoughts, or tempted, stand firm. Don't submit to that yoke. Stand on the truth of the word of God. And it says that Christ came to set us free. Stand on that promise. Stand firm. First Corinthians 10:13 said this no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man god is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability but with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it so when you when you come when when you have this miracle and you're you're walking in his ways and then all of a sudden you're tempted to go back to to look back or to revert back like lot's wife you know to look back you're tempted Stand firm that he's gonna give. You're not gonna be tempted beyond your ability. That he's gonna give you a way of escape. Now it's up to you. It's up to me, to be obedient to take that way of escape and to to not trust in our flesh, but to lean in on him and to keep going and keep standing firm, standing firm and not wavering and not being on sinking sand. Ephesians 6:13 says this. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand Firm. This is the introduct. This is this is literally introducing us to the armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth. When you put on the full armor, not just part of the armor, but you put on the full armor, you're literally, that is your way of standing firm and who you are through the miracle of Jesus Christ. And so again, just standing firm. 1 Thessalonians 3, 8 says, for we now live if you are standing fast in the Lord. Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. All right. So your first step in, in really stewarding your miracle is standing firm, standing firm on the truth of who you are in Christ. And the second thing I would tell you to steward your miracle is something so powerful, and that's to testify to your miracle. You know that moment when when God did something amazing and miraculous and supernatural, like you want to get on top of a rooftop and you want to shout from the rooftop. That's called testifying. You want to testify to his goodness. Revelations 12, 11, we all know the scripture. It says, and they overcame him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony. There is power in your testimony to give him glory. So testify to his goodness. It may be the encouragement that somebody else needs. They may be going through a valley and they need to hear. They need to hear a, a testimony of a miracle. First Timothy 1, 8 says, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, don't be ashamed of what he did. Man, he he did these great things. Man, God did this financial blessing in my life. Man, God brought me through this storm. Man, God, don't be ashamed of the testimony. Nothing. Oh, well, it's just something small. It's not that big of a. No, there is nothing too small for you to testify to give him glory. Don't be ashamed. Luke 8, 38 through 39. I love this. Just get this picture in your head. Luke 8. 38 and 39. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. Can you just picture that this man had demons? And he was literally like begging Jesus, can I come with you? I just want to come with you. And he's like, no, no, go home, go home and tell everybody. And he went and he told all over town how much Jesus has done for him. We should be the same way. Man, God, God did this. Man, God did this. God did this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, testifying. Psalm 61, 16. Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will tell what he has done for my soul. First Peter three fifteen. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. So when, when people ask you, man, why do you, you're going through so much. I see, you know, this happened in your life, this happening. in your life. Why, why, why are you so joyful? That's when you're like, man, let me tell you about the hope I have and the hope that you can have in Jesus. Psalm 119, 46. I will also speak of your testimonies before kings and shall not be put to shame. And I love this one, Hebrews 2, 12, saying, I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I will sing your praise. Y'all, when God has done something for you, people, when they watch your worship, when they watch my worship, you can judge however you want. But I will be in the midst of the congregation. I will sing your praise because when God has done miracles, I am just so grateful. The fact that I even have life and breath is a miracle. The fact that I was even born. There was a war over my life to even be born into this world. And so I'm just, I'm grateful. And I'm going to sing and praise and thank the almighty God. I'm going to testify to how good he is. All right. So the first one, stand firm. The second one, testify. And the third one um, really kind of has two parts. But two is uh, uh, the third is to encourage yourself and be in a place of empowerment. So, you know, we we were created for relationship. Right. Like we we when we're down, we want some, we want to be encouraged. And sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. And sometimes we have bad days where we slip and and you know we're we're we we know God did something we know God did this but we like slip back into an old way of thinking. Okay, if you have a bad day, give yourself a pep talk. Encourage yourself. There's going to be hard days. You're don't be so hard on yourself, okay? When you received your miracle, think about this, y'all. When you received your miracle, you were positioned in a place of power. Not your own power, but Christ's glorious power. You are empowered. Know who you are in Christ. In order for you to steward your miracle, you need to know who you are in Christ. When God did that miracle, it was a powerful thing that happened. And you were standing in a place of strength. Steward your miracle. Stay in a place of empowerment. Encourage yourself. Ephesians 1, 19 through 20 says this, I also pray that you will understand that, man, this is a powerful prayer. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Y'all. Do you understand the incredible greatness of God's power? You want to stay in a place of, of empowerment, of a place of, of, of encouragement? Know who you are in Christ. Stay in that place. Don't ever, ever get so down on yourself that you're not even able to encourage yourself. Romans eight eleven says, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the Spirit who lives in you. If you don't know how to encourage yourself, this is one thing that I would encourage you to do: associate with those who are exhorters and always positive. Y'all, it's contagious. When when you don't know how to encourage yourself, and we've all been there. When you're in a plate, when you're in a rut, and you're just like, oh, put yourself around people who are encouragers. Okay. The next thing to steward your miracle is worship and the word of God. How do you steward your your miracle? You stay in a place of constant worship, constant worship in his presence. There's no room for reverting back to former ways of thinking. You can try. But when you're in his presence, when you're worshiping, he you're in his presence You can start out in his presence feeling defeated and not in a good place of good stewardship and you end up the another way. Okay, so way to steward your miracle is to stay in his presence. In living a lifestyle of worship, I'm not just talking about singing. You know, that is a form of worship. I'm also talking about the way you talk. The way you treat people, the way you spend your money, the way you spend your time, that is a lifestyle of worship. How do you steward your miracle? You live a lifestyle of worship. If you're slipping in the in your in your stewardship, another way is to read your word. The word of God is like a mirror. It reflects things back to you. And so how do you steward it? You stay in a lifestyle of worship and you stay in your word. Okay. The next way to steward uh, your worship is all A's, accountability, awe, alert, and awake. The further you are away from God's miracle, the less awe and wonder you have. So, you know, we, especially Americans, I hate to say this, but we just, we have like the short-term memory loss, and the further we are away from something that God did, the less awe we have. My husband has a cousin, and I love, this is one of the things I love. About my husband, is he, whenever he hears that somebody got diagnosed with cancer, it's, I know exactly where he's gonna go because he saw God miraculously heal his cousin Letty as a young girl. Of cancer and he he just shares us like my God is able. I know because I've seen it and he shares this with such tenacity and awe. It doesn't matter how time how much time has passed. If he did it then, he can do it now. And he just ha- it's like it happened yesterday. Literally, it's like it happened yesterday. So be in a constant place of worship because worship drives out doubt and fear and it brings in this sense of awe and wonder. Man, God. Thank you for what you did. Thank you for that miracle. Thank you for that healing. Man, I've seen God deliver women that have been sex trafficked and heal their trafficker. I can't even imagine the the, the torture that these women went through and to see them forgive and to pray for their trafficker. I'm like in awe. God, oh my goodness. Don't ever lose that awe and wonder because the more we get away from it, the more the enemy wants us to be complacent in our thought pattern and in our raising our hands and in our, in our just complete gratitude, stay in a place of awe and amazement. This is one thing that, that I learned from my husband too, is if you're having a hard time staying in a place of amazement and gratitude, try this. Okay. It's going to sound really weird, but try it. So when you're in when I when we first got married, um, those of you that are married, you know that when you get married, it's it's tough. Your prayer is tough because you used to have this time where you could just be alone and pray. And then when you get married, like this person comes next to you, and you're like, "Uh, I, this is my intimate time. I don't, you know, with, when somebody's there, it just feels like almost." And this is a lie from the pit of hell, but it just feels like this intrusion. Like I don't know how to pray because you're here next to me. And I remember this one time watching my husband when we were praying. And when we were newlyweds and he was just on the floor, just weeping and saying, thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you. Just over and over. And the more he started saying it, it was like God was just reminding him of things. And he didn't even say, God, thank you for this. And thank you. for." He didn't even say he just kept saying thank you thank you thank you so i would i learned something from that that day and i i tried it cuz i was like man i i want to try this it's, it seems so simple it looks so easy and I'm telling you what, I got on my knees and I just started saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you. I just started weeping and bawling because the Lord was just showing me different things that he had done, different situations he had saved me from, different things that he had healed me from. I didn't need this, I was just so grateful. And just the fact that I, that I have a roof over my head, that I have food on the table, that I have just a heart of gratitude. Those are all miracles. Those are miracles. There are people in other countries that don't have that, that don't have food, that don't have clothes, that don't have shoes to wear, that have calluses on the bottom of their feet that have to travel 30 miles, 20 miles to get water and carry and dirty water at that. So when you just get into a place of thankfulness, man, something powerful happens. You steward your miracle and you stay in that place of awe and wonder. So just try that sometime and try it for 20 minutes. Literally, just try saying thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, for 20 minutes. Oh, my goodness, something so powerful will happen. Another way we can steward our miracle is to stay alert and awake. Listen, the enemy knows your weaknesses and he's going to try to exploit them. He has been busy in the last month trying to exploit every one of my insecurities and every one of my weaknesses. He studies you. He knows you and he will try to exploit those weaknesses. You need to be alert and awake if you want to steward your miracle. First Peter 5.8. We all know this one. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. He wants to, he's literally like prowling around like a lion. He's trying to devour you. So you need to be sober-minded and be watchful. Mark 14, 38 says, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak Okay, so be alert, have your little antennas on, be alert in the mountain and alert in the valley. That's so good because sometimes when we're on that mountaintop and we're just like worshiping the Lord and we're like, man, God, thank you. Look, you need to be alert up there too. You need to be alert in the valley and alert on the mountain. Another way, another huge, 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 huge way for stewarding our miracle is accountability y'all we need each other. We were, again, I, I said this earlier, we were made for relationship. Proverbs 11:14, where there's no guidance, a people falls. but in the abundance of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs 15:21. without counsel, plans fail. but with many advisors, they succeed. Proverbs 19:20. listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Proverbs 12, 15, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. A couple more. Proverbs 24, 6, for by wise counsel, you can wage war yourself. And in the abundance of counselors, there is victory. Who do you have that's walking with you? Just, just think about that for a minute. Who do you have that when you're in that Going reverting back into that place. Who do you what accountability do you have somebody who knows the ugly side somebody who knows the messy side of you somebody who, you know, you can't you can't just go to anybody. Okay, you need to have accountability that is going to hold you accountable and love you, and that you can be raw with. Um, and it can't just be anybody. You have to ask and discern. And that and sometimes that takes time. And my accountability partner, I've known since I was in my 20s. I've known her almost 20 years. Um, well, more than that. Well, I'd have to think about that. But I've known her for a long time. Let's just put it that way. And I can call her and be a hot mess. And she'll speak life into me. And then the next day, I can be in a place of strength. Okay, but I she's seen the weakest, and she's seen the strongest part of me. And when I'm in my weakest part, I need that I need that accountability to speak truth into me to to remind me to stand firm, to remind me to live a lifestyle of worship to remind me to be in awe and be in a place of empowerment to remind me of those things to help me steward my miracles. Okay, so we need accountability. If you don't have that, That should be a number one prayer for you. God, send somebody that I can ha- be accountable to. If you have a hard time trusting people, I pray in the name of Jesus that God would give you the strength and the courage to open up to, that God would send somebody to you that is godly, that has wisdom, that you can have that relationship with. Until you've had it, you don't know what you're missing. My life would not be the same. My husband's my accountability, right? But I also have a, a girlfriend, a woman, who is is also an accountability partner to me. In my life, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at without my husband. I would not be where I'm at without my best friend, okay? We need accountability. Okay, another way to, this is a great one. Oh my goodness, another one to steward our miracle is to remember, okay? There's going to be times when you're going to be reminded of your hurt and your pain and it's going to trigger something in you and the enemy would love to deceive you that you haven't, that you haven't been healed of that, or you haven't forgiven. But- Forgiveness doesn't mean I'm just going to talk about forgiveness for a minute, but forgiveness does not mean forgetting. Okay? To steward forgiveness, it's okay to remember, but only visit that if you're giving God glory. Don't don't it don't go back to that place whatever the situation may be in like a place of a pity party. Okay? That's not why you remember. There has to be purpose in your remembrance. OK, don't re- don't remember and wallow in what happened to you. Remember what he did for you. Let me say that again. Remember what he did for you. Don't remember and wallow in what happened to you. Don't dwell on what happened to you, but what God did for you. OK, and when you remember, if you're anything like me, don't overanalyze, Okay, you can remember what God has done and you can like spiral into this place. Don't overanalyze things. Remembering has a purpose. It's not to bring you back to a place of torment, but it's to bring you back to a place of awe and wonder and thankfulness and completeness. Okay, it takes training of your mind and discipline to remember in a place in a place of strength. It's like renewing your mind. OK, Jesus recognized the importance of remembering because he, he knew that he was going to die. He knew what was going to happen to him. And he did communion, right? The first communion at the Last Supper. He said, do this in remembrance of me because they were going to need to be reminded of what God did, reminded by by the blood of the lamb and the bread of life like we need to be reminded. So be but it was a place of strength, like do this to remember what I did. OK, so there is purpose in your remembering. And then also resist the devil, okay? We talked about that. Date Dying daily to yourself. And then the last thing I'll say to steward your miracle is to really live deliberate and disciplined lives. Have intentionality, all right? Steward, stewarding your miracle will mean being deliberate in your action, all right? So, One of the things I'll I'll just give an example for this. So one of the things that some people were praying for a miracle was intimacy in their marriage. And, you know, we can pray for a miracle. God, bring intimacy in my miracle. Well, you need you need to take action like you need to be deliberate. The miracle you have to take action and be intentional. So being intentional with your intimacy. So for ladies, women, men, if you want if you want intimacy in your marriage, set the mood, get yourself ready um, losing weight. Okay. If, if me, this is one of the things I'm like, God, I want a miracle. I, I need to lose weight. Well, guess what? I have to be intentional and disciplined and deliberate and go to the gym when I don't want to go to the gym and and start eating things that I don't want to eat. Kale and oh goodness gracious. So, you know, you have to be deliberate and disciplined and intentional. You want to steward that miracle? You need intentionality. So I pray this bless your life. I'm going to say a quick prayer. And as as um, things come to me, I'm just going to be obedient and go on here and, and just share share some thoughts with you. So, Father God, I just thank you so much for this time. I thank you for this lesson on stewarding our miracle. And, and God, I pray for that person that's out there that, God, you have done a miraculous thing god i pray that you would keep them in a place of empowerment i pray i pray in the name of jesus that you would god allow them to remain in a place of awe and and wonder god that they would live a lifestyle of worship that they would stand firm on who they are in you god that they would testify to your good deeds oh god god that they would be deliberate and intentional about stewarding their miracle god God, we thank you. And we are so grateful, God, that you would choose, God. There are some people that are, that are still waiting. There are some people that are waiting for their miracle. And there's some people that things have just gotten worse. I pray, God, that you would give them a... a they're holding on by a, thre- a thread, God. There are some people that are asking for a miracle. God, I pray that you would hear their cry, God. I pray that you would give them strength in the journey. I pray, God, that you, Holy Spirit, comforter, God, that they would seek peace, Seek peace, God, in your presence. In your presence, God, there is perfect peace. And so right now, God, I just pray for every single person, God, that those miracles, God, that we would steward them. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Shift. We pray there was a shift within you. Our world is ripe for revival and you are a remnant chosen for such a time as this. For more episodes, visit CatronValencia.com. Let's go!